Impressions. Welcome to Impressions, a podcast of non-genre-specific, impressionistic music recommendations. There's an accompanying Spotify playlist for each episode. You can find it on our website, impressionspodcast.com. You might want to listen to the songs before or after this episode, or you might want to listen along with us. We'll give you a cue. My name is Busy Hemphill. My name is Nick Forrest. Mm, astrology. I'm no expert, armchair or otherwise, but Absolutely I like not. it. Yeah, it's fun. Do you believe in it? I find it to be a really good tool for introspection. Like, yes. do I look at my like co-star thing for the day and I'm like, ooh, I shouldn't talk to so-and-so. Absolutely not. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's fun to think like you're part of something bigger than yourself. I agree. I just think about it as archetypes. Right. You know, archetypes are not perfect by any means. Absolutely not. They're this kind of stencil that sometimes you fit into and sometimes you don't. And sure. when you see the characteristics that you either admire in yourself or that you wish maybe weren't there in mm-hmm. a description mm-hmm. of astrology, mm-hmm. as you were saying, it's a great point of introspection. You're like, yeah. okay. What do I like about this? Why do I like this? What behaviors might I do differently in order to address the fact that I don't like this mm-hmm. aspect of myself? Do I mm-hmm. fall into patterns that seem to align with Taurus things? Yeah, I do. So, okay. Yeah. Then what uh, <laughs> suggestions or help might I gain from yeah. that archetype? That's how I think about it. Have you ever stopped talking to somebody because of their sign? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> or do you have like an immediate like, oh, I don't like Sagittarius's or like whatever. I don't think so. Like I, I've never found myself like okay. consciously doing that. My friend was telling me he was in this hot tub yeah. in Palm Springs. Good place for astrology talk. Oh, yeah. And he was talking to these two <laughs> ladies and they were, you know, everyone's like flirting. It's kind of sexy. And uh-huh. they ask him his sign and he's like, oh, I'm a Gemini. And they turn to each other like, we need to go right now. Yeah. See, like those kind of like I have had people be like, I will never talk to a Libra. Oh. I'm just like, why? Like, yeah, why? I just couldn't believe it was real, though. That kind of like prescriptive judginess is what like I think turns a lot of people off to astrology. It's really fun. Like if you're meeting a new person at a party to like have the astrology sure. talk, it can be a fun mm. way to sort of connect with someone. Has someone ever asked you your sign in a in a flirtatious oh, yeah. hit on way? Okay. So I'm a Virgo sun. It's like there's this like assumption that like Virgos are like these like cold organized monsters and then people will try to impress me and be like oh i actually like think virgos are like the sexiest <laughs> sign and i'm like cool great <laughs> this guy came over to me we started to have the talk and i was like oh i'm yeah. a taurus and he's like no way me too that's why this meeting yeah. was meant to be and i was like oh, uh-huh. boy. oh boy we went on one date that was it <laughs> <laughs> Astrology has become such a huge part of pop culture now. Yeah. And like, I never knew my rising or my moon up until very recently. Mm-hmm. Being able to define myself beyond just my sun sign has been really helpful. Oh, cool. It's helpful to have just like a more nuanced approach. Yeah. So we're talking about the big three, which for you listeners who roll your eyes at astrology, what we mean is your sun sign, your moon sign, and your rising sign. Yeah. So Nick, tell us where you're starting. This was a really personal week for me. I was looking at my big three. I was reading CoStar to figure out like, what do they mean to me? What are the inner insights? So, you know, the sun sign is the one that determines your ego, your identity, and your quote unquote role 
in life. Citation, co-star app. <laughs> it's the core of who you are. My son is in Virgo, which means that I am particularly smart, responsible, hardworking, and self-sacrificing. I would agree. Thorough, meticulous, and intentional in everything I do. I can accomplish things that most people can't, y'all. So... <laughs> Well, good for you. But I also might get bogged down by the day-to-day things, and I have a need to be wholesome. Mm. You know, I think, like, if you've ever talked to a Virgo at a party, within, like, 30 seconds, they'll probably tell you Beyonce is a Virgo. That's a big part of being a Virgo. But also, it's an Earth sign, and I I apparently have this need to be wholesome. Busy, you sent me this song months ago, and I started to really like it. It's folksy. It's earthy. But it's also kind of braggy, and it, it definitely conveys that sense that like I'm on top of everything. It is called The Earth Won't Hold Me by Kathy Heideman. starts out with just guitar and and drums and then there's kind of a low piano that comes in Uh sort of a bass line that ends up grounding it like in the earth because it is so low in tone i I liked that first interval of the verse in her singing it's very unexpected because it does start in such a major tone it just kind of throws you off from the beginning Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. (laughs) that to me felt like the virgo's intelligence that maybe other people don't (laughs) understand I love it. <laughs> that minor third interval keeps coming back. And I was like, yeah, the Virgos that are doing all those things that other people can't. <laughs> and because it was like so driving and moving forward at all times, to me, it did fit that idea of the hardworking Virgo as well. I'm about to do something I said I don't like doing, which is being super judgy about astrology. But like, yeah. there's a huge difference between early Virgos and late Virgo. I was born on the very last day you can mm. possibly be a Virgo. You're a cusper. I'm a cusper. You know, if you've ever met an early Virgo, like, there is a huge difference between the two. Uh, (laughs) I'm just going to say that. So, like, this song, while it is very earthy and grounded and aspirational, I think it's a little bit off kilter. I mean, it's really jangly. The piano is slightly out of tune. Like, her voice is strong, but also kind of warbly. And just, like, everything seems, like, a little bit homemade and improvised almost. Oh, yeah. So I think, like, I really identified with that as as a late Virgo. Like, I don't know if I would say I'm goal-oriented, but I have, like, huge ideas. I just, like, don't quite know how to achieve them. So everything feels a little bit improvised and, like, slapdash in my life. Mm. I will say I think that fits with your aesthetic. Not that your aesthetic looks slapdash. Yeah. But, like, I've seen on on one of your walls, like, you have an embroidery hoop that is partially Uh finished. And it's so beautiful in in all of it the intricacy of your embroidery but also the fact that it's unfinished hanging out on your wall it's gorgeous thank you She is kind of bragging about all these things she can do and how, like, she's too big for the earth. Like, she has the audacity to be like, I'm going to just go ahead and leap into the sun. Mm. Like, there's such a sense of self-confidence. And yet the foundation is still very rooted to the Mm -hmm. earth. A Virgo is an earth sign. Mm -hmm. All the instruments feel folksy and feels to me very handmade. I don't know if this song is a color. Whites to very dark browns, a whole tonal palette. 
I don't know, maybe there's some yellow leaves falling down in there too. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I'm in like a 70s cottage on like a collective farm or something in this song. Oh, there's definitely some people like holding hands and kind of skipping around in a circle uh-huh. on this collective right. farm. Once again, it could be a cult. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Like, as a Virgo, like, I think, like, I could be a really convincing cult leader. I think Virgos can just be, like, so meticulous and almost, like, manipulative in their, like, sense of order or, like, need to be in control. So, I've toyed with the idea of becoming a cult leader, but. (laughs) Oh, my God. What would your cult be based on? Looking really cute. (laughs) (laughs) I think my cult would be just, like, making really complicated recipes all day. Oh. Yeah, that would be sort of the basis of my call. I would join that call. also an earth sign Mm -hmm. that's why we get along so well i know (laughs) but my son is in taurus meaning i am fundamentally stable deliberate practical though somewhat stubborn Uh people appreciate how reliable you are yeah my sensual side takes comfort and pleasure very seriously i appreciate nice things when they're useful and meaningful Mm -hmm. which is very true Mm -hmm. one time when i was working at the university of chicago i was traveling and was so kind and sent me this little like pot of roses Uh like I had to get on the plane the next day it was like a (laughs) mug and I was like am I supposed to take this home like what do I do with this like I know it's really nice and so I'm not trying to be a bee about that but like I don't know could you have gotten me candy like Like a really nice wool blanket for the plane appreciate the thought so I've read a lot about Taurus's one of the things that comes up is like you kind of just want to be steady Mm -hmm. you like having a sense of security Mm -hmm. can't remember which source this was, but it was like Taurus's. Sometimes you'll find jobs that other people think are really boring, but it's fine for you because it's also not your entire life. It's just like this sense of stability. This melding of of like your identity with your job Mm -hmm. is something that, I don't know. It's not my favorite way to think about life. Yeah, let's rethink it. So this song I'm going to play is called Ordinary Guy. Um, and it's by Toro Imwa featuring the Matson 2. Mm-hmm. I think it just speaks to being okay with it and being funky and yeah. groovy with it. When I hear this song, like I immediately think like this is a busy song. A lot of the adjectives I'm about to use, I think, just apply to Tauruses in general, but also you. I'm married to a Taurus oh, yeah, and was are. raised by a a Taurus, my father. So like, I, I just have so much Taurus energy in my life and they're comfortable. They're stable. It's like sleeping with like a full body pillow. Is, like, the feeling, to me, like that's the feeling of being a Taurus sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, this song, like it lets you ease into it. It's really comfy. It's sunny. It's very yeah. laid back. Yeah. In my mind, I'm sort of just like sitting on a, like a chaise long, like drinking a beer outside in my mm-hmm. backyard with this song. Sunny is a very good 
uh, descriptor for this song. The first kind of image I had was like, yeah, either hanging out in a beautiful field, mm-hmm. um, a sunny day kind of under a mm-hmm. tree, or like my dream of having like a cool convertible Ooh. with just the sun, just feeling uh-huh. it. Because uh-huh. again, we're very sensual creatures. So I could like feel the warmth coming from yeah. the song as well. Yeah. And it's just really about enjoying life too. Right. Another way I've heard Taurus is described are, are kind of like Ferdinand the Bull. Huh. If you ever uh-huh. read that children's I, I story or seen the it. Yeah. yeah, it's so cute. It's like about this bull who doesn't want a bullfight. He really just wants to hang yeah. out in fields under trees uh-huh. and like see butterflies uh-huh. and stuff. And I love how comfortable the singer is with being just himself. Yeah. Being an ordinary guy. He's not trying to impress anybody. Nope. Like This is who I am. Take it or leave right. it. Right. And you left it. There was some moments where like it was tinged with a little bit of like sadness or melancholy, but ultimately like that resolved. I love celebrating just being an ordinary guy. Like <laughs> you don't need to be extraordinary, you know, especially in a world that like forces you to be aspirational and like productive at all times. Yeah, or to somehow demonstrate how extremely unique and extraordinary you are just not being interested in changing yourself for other people yeah. i'm sure some would say see you're being stubborn mm-hmm. i guess sure yeah <laughs> i feel like that's a really taurus answer too is like all right well, <laughs> well i'm just wrong. gonna go ahead and keep <laughs> doing it so bye yeah, yeah. Stubborn is one way to describe it, but just feeling comfortable and like knowing yourself, like just knowing what you like. Like all of the lyrics are like, I don't have a beautiful car. I don't have a fancy house. Mm -hmm. I don't like going to nightclubs, Mm -mm. like, Mm -mm. and which all of these things are like, that actually applies to me. I love it. Yeah. But I love this idea. They're not interested in status, but it's just about having those kind of like primary creature comforts really being in your body Mm -hmm. and in in kind of enjoying what your senses can give you too and it is a little bit repetitive like it's a groove Mm -hmm. i wonder if that's why i like groove so much because Mm. i'm a (laughs) they're they're very i would say grooves are the most comfortable of songs i just want to get in there yeah you 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 find the pocket and you sit in the pocket and it's really fun i felt like it was like the little taurus kind of trudging through the fields too i love it this song reminds me of like something really delicious and simple but like making it so well and so perfect oh yeah enjoying that simplicity at this point in our existence like as a human civilization i'm just like you know what i really want is to just have a nice sunny backyard where i can enjoy my delicious homemade food those are my aspirations i love that I love that. I think especially for people our age, there's this need to kind of tie up your identity in work. For me, that's been really, really hard, especially since my work doesn't necessarily line up with like who I think I am as a person or the things that I really do care about. Mm -hmm. Like I used to think that was a problem. And, you know, I think it's okay to make those things separate and just be happy that like work can sustain the things you love doing if you're fortunate enough to have that situation. Exclusive nightclubs are the star with me.
Moon and Capricorn. So what is the moon sign? So the moon sign is the sign that rules your emotions, your moods, and your feelings. And what I found really illuminating, it's the sign that you most think of yourself as when you're your most deeply comfortable or alone. So my moon is in Capricorn, meaning that my emotional self is somewhat repressed in the name of responsibility, seriousness, and rationality. It's also in my second house, which means that I find security and safety through money Money. and material possessions. So there is this part of me that really likes nice things. There is this part of me that... Despite having a complicated yet detached relationship with my work, I do want to get paid money. I do want to be recognized for my hardworking Virgo nature. Mm -hmm. And I find comfort in nice things. There's a lot of crossover, I think, in like Taurus where I really enjoy like a well-crafted pot or like a beautiful blanket. But I think sometimes I can get caught up in all that. That brings me to this song. It's by Tierra Weck. She's from Philly. The song is called Dora. I think you'll see what I mean um, with all this Capricorn materialism in this song. the first line i like nice things yeah (laughs) so the beginning feels like almost like children at christmas it Uh is kind of a childlike voice so it's like this child kind of being like this is all the things that i want for christmas (laughs) can you please give them to Uh me i do find like that voice in me that's like oh i want the nice thing i want the nicer version of that thing it is it it does feel like kind of this like child that i have to be like no 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 we're gonna get the second best nice thing or like no 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 we don't get paid until next week you know we can't spend all of our money on a single glove exactly so like i think that's i really connect with that and then when she starts rapping it becomes much more of like a pump-up song you know the beat comes in and i just love though the background it's almost like a parody of baroque music so i (laughs) would love (laughs) to see this in some sort of like we always say like in a baz lerman romeo plus julia or like i don't know i guess you could say like in a bridgerton type way sure of some redo of like a louis the 14th movie something like that i love that that's such an amazing connection just considering like the baroque era like i think you can talk a lot about like what status and wealth and extravagance meant for that era There definitely is a buy-in to trends in this song, too. Uh-huh. It is uh-huh. very different from the last song where Tori Limois is like, I don't want any of that. And right. Tierra Wax like, I want to go to cool clubs. Like, I want all of yeah. these nice yeah. things. So my sister's a Capricorn. And mm. I have in my life read about Capricorns. And I yeah. know that, yes, status is one thing. And often it's also like ambition yeah. and career stuff, like uh-huh. gaining some sort of sense of status through achieving things in your career one line that stuck out to me a lot which is just a really realistic line too is like about being tired of being poor and I was like yep that is definitely an impetus to have all of these kind of dreams and desires of nice things as she says that really stuck out to me as well like you know especially like (laughs) where we went to college there's the use of poorness as an aesthetic 
And yes. I think like that's worth an entire conversation on its own. But I just love Tara Wax's just straight up rejection of that. Mm-hmm. I recently bought a uh, <laughs> vintage Dior sweatsuit off of eBay nice. for really cheap. Great. It was less than 50 bucks. That's it was great. not extravagant. No. I love awesome. that Dior gets a lot of uh, mention in the song as well. So it has this like really hilarious one on one correlation to my real life. Yeah. Open the door. Tell him you got money, money more. Yeah. All right, so my moon is also in Taurus. Amazing. A double whammy. Got a lot of Taurus. I know. According to CoStar, my moon is in Taurus, meaning my emotional self is very romantic and sentimental. I am deeply loyal to the people that I care about. Mm -hmm. That's true. And try hard to maintain security and stability within those relationships. I often feel powerless to fix messy situations, but my way of thinking through those things is sensible and practical. Mm -hmm. This definitely is tying into that emotional side, that sensual side, um, but also, so I think of moons, like, you know, like the tarot card, the mm-hmm. moon, it kind mm-hmm. of is about how do you examine the shadow side of some right. aspects, and so I was also thinking of some of the shadow sides of Tauruses. One of the things is... Um, you have a tendency to be lazy mm. because mm-hmm. you just want to hang out and like enjoy life. And I was like, yeah, it's really true. Yeah. <laughs> like I am not a Virgo. <laughs> I do not find the need to make things happen. I'm like, can we just, uh, again, lie in the sun outside? Right. I think this song is a very sensual song uh-huh. and it is kind of gooey and lazy feeling too it invites you to kind of just get sucked into like a mud bath i guess nice (laughs) (laughs) so earthy okay so this is called bns and it's by standing on the corner You thought the Ordinary Guy song was relaxed? Like, let yeah. me show you what actually is relaxed. <laughs> this was a mud bath. Yeah. Like, I think even if you didn't tell me that, I would have just been, like, sinking into a mud bath. Yeah. I mean, everything about this song is sort of melting away yes. and relaxing and uncoiling. Like, the voices are melting. Mm-hmm. The keyboard sounds like it's being played, like, through a pool of jello. Oh, yeah. This is a good song to, when your edible kicks in, you just, like, want to fucking detach and relax and yeah. let the day go. And be present in your body versus exactly. anything external that's coming in. Yep. No, it's what yeah. what are you feeling? What um, thoughts and senses are originating phenomenologically like from your uh-huh. being? This song kind of feels yeah. like, okay, how, how do you prolong pleasure? Yes. It yes. feels like taking that moment and kind of stretching it out as long as possible. Uh-huh. Like uh-huh. just being able to exist in that lays and in that haze. Yeah. Or maybe someone like kind of sexily painting mud Ooh, onto yeah. themselves uh-huh. from this mud bath. Cause it is kind of sensual song. Too. It is. It is like every now and then you get sort of these interruptions of drums. In my mind, it's like the fleeting thought like, Oh man, I have to go grocery shopping. And it's like, eh, eh, yeah. never mind. I'm just going to like lay here. It's fine. Ryan is currently, who is also a tourist, like he's laying on the couch, just enjoying his Sunday. Like we should be going grocery shopping right now, but I don't think it's going to happen today. I spend my days 
the vocals it's not like they're so distorted that you can't tell what they're saying right. but the one line that did stick out to me in the song is i spend my days in longing uh-huh. that is an unfortunate thing too that happens with i mean i guess all of us but like given my tendency to maybe not always take immediate action mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. and so like spending your days in longing like thinking about all the things either you want to do or you wish you had yeah. and kind of never really taking action on that either right. just right. allowing those to kind of stew around and that just becomes part of this mud that you're huh. you're in maybe there's so. a point where you're like oh my god it's on a mud bath it's like quicksand or there's like no bottom to the mud bath oh yeah (laughs) but i feel like what i would do at that point i'm like oh well Uh here i am Uh it's like the sun's warm against my skin i guess i'm just getting sucked into this quicksand (laughs) we're in a mud bath in palm springs for their like honeymoon and they were like deeply relaxing and then the owner was like oh by the way these mud baths are haunted they like could not relax after that (laughs) How was the mud bath haunt? Did somebody die in the mud bath? Did he explain? Did she, 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 yeah. Someone she. had like removed a tree from the property. And so like basically like the removal of the tree caused a disruption in the spirits and the energy of the land, which then haunted the mud bath. So I think she was just talking with them, but. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> this actually then sounds like a haunted mud bath, this song. Okay. <laughs> I used to think I was a Leo rising because I didn't know my birth time. And I yeah. they change apparently every couple hours. Yes. That never really made that much sense to me. Finally, I texted my mom one day. I'm like, hey, what's my birth time? She immediately texted back and I found out uh, I'm a Scorpio rising. Mm, I love a Scorpio rising. Well, according to Cosmopolitan magazine, it's hard not to recognize a Scorpio rising when you see one. They have a naturally dark demeanor but can be surprisingly charming. They're often perceived as standoffish and aloof despite being extremely friendly and kind once you start talking to them. And then according to CoStar, Scorpio Risings are passionate, incisive, cunning, strategic, and perceptive, but their intense and tenacious drive can come off as intimidating and powerful, if not malicious or aggressive. Hmm. You know, I was trying to think, like, where does this fit into my life? I have been mistaken for a Scorpio a lot. I am moody. I'm dark. I listened to Nine Inch Nails when I was 11. Yeah. Like, Fiona Apple was my favorite artist when I was nine. Like, (laughs) you know, there's there's a lot of sort of this, like, emotional moodiness. And I think at heart I'm a very romantic person and I have sort of this idealized romantic version of love Mm. um, which I think translates into being in my head and having kind of unrealistic expectations around love and relationships 
there was like a million songs I wanted to put for my Scorpio rising because, you know, Scorpio is the sexy sign. So there's a lot of like sexy music you can put in. Mm-hmm. But I think my rising sign, it's a little bit more complicated and fraught than that. So I turned to the song called Imagining My Man by Aldous Harding. The song immediately puts you in a very kind of pensive mood. Um, It's definitely Mm -hmm. moody. It's dark. And it really is got the wallowing in sadness over the loss of an idea of a person. Yes, it is losing the person, but it's more that that idea of who they are to you or what they can provide for you is kind of gone. Like there's this line in in the beginning. It's not what I thought or what I pictured. It's really hard to internalize the idea that this person might not actually be the right person for you. It's that terrible realization that like, you have made up a person in your head. Yeah. And then when the children come in occasionally and they're like, hey, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe it's her internal child being like, yeah, you can get through it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Maybe she wants to convince herself that it's going to work after all. Mm-hmm. For me, the bursts of emotion were like, it can work. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So I thought those were so funny. Yeah. Like this can be construed as a hay song. There is a hay in there. But it's not. Like I found the times where you expect the hay to happen and it didn't happen Mm -hmm. to be really surprising Mm -hmm. you're like wait i was waiting for some sort of reassurance this song is so tortured Mm -hmm. and so like in its own head yeah i think like if i kind of reflect on myself Mm -hmm. like i have this decisive virgo that's sort of always driving me forward i have this materialistic and kind of status-driven capricorn that supports that earth Earth signs signs. and then i have this like watery scorpio that's just like oh guys like i had something else in mind like let's try this there's a lot of internal turmoil in my chart and i think the song gets at that thinking of it as a really beautiful song over like a breakup sex scene Mm. or kind of like I don't know the last time with another person before Uh you have to part ways oh my god like what could be more Scorpio than like a a sad breakup sex scene yeah that's still kind of sexy yes (laughs) yeah by the end of the song like these kind of breathy saxophones come in which like we've all we can all agree a saxophone is a sexy instrument (laughs) (laughs) but it's really sad yeah i sort of pictured like a couple sort of just resolving to try to get through it Mm. and like have this weird sad dance on a dance floor yeah i don't know breakup sex where like maybe it should be breakup sex but it's not the lyric that really got to me in this song is love takes time yeah and 
I was trying to pinpoint like yeah. why, I, but I do think there's that Scorpio rising need for like intensity and for things to just kind of like automatically click mm. and to not realize that like love can be boring and ordinary and every day. Mm. It's not this sort of fantasy you've woven in your head mm-hmm. and then projected onto your partner. Yeah. That can be a tough realization for some yeah. people, myself included at times in my life. Love takes time. My rising sign is actually a Leo. Uh-huh. And initially, when I found that out, I was kind of annoyed because I've always had a little bit of like a negative feeling about Leos. I'm like, oh, sure. they're just show offs. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. well, according to CoStar, your ascendant is the mask that you present to people. Yep. It's seen in your personal style, how you come off to people when you first meet. With my ascendant in Leo, it means that I come across as bright, mm. good natured, and magnetic. Yeah. My energy makes me seem either like a know it all or a live wire. Whoa. Which is true, but always the center of attention, which in my work, I do all these Zoom meetings. And I have no problem expressing, like, the issues that I have with stuff. Like, I am a little bit fiery, Uh as Leos are. They're fire signs. Mm. And um, I don't know. People tell me that I'm magnetic, but I think think it depends on the mood. I (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. You know, sometimes you feel more into it than other times. But this song is about someone who's super magnetic, fiery, etc., and that causes other people to start burning up. So the song itself is called Burning Up and it's by Danelle Pittman. What a fun Leo song. I mean, this is Leo's sons. I'm not sure about Leo Risings, but Leos in general, I think they love being adored. They just (laughs) love adoration. They love all eyes on them. And this song is that. Like immediately we get this like heavy disco funk bass the singer in my mind is strutting into the club yeah and like pew pewing like there's like laser yeah. gun <laughs> sounds i i imagine him like sort of like being like hey hey yes to like the 25 people that are in love with him yeah like hey baby hey and like loving it loving that attention yeah it was in a club i was surrounded by people it wasn't like a an aggressive burning up it was a slow burn mm. it was like noticing like ooh, i'm perspiring a little bit mm. and like so is everybody and like just feeling sexy and feeling like all eyes are on you yeah. was the song. Just feel so good about yourself in this yes. song. It can't help but make you as a listener feel good about yourself too. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. yeah, whoever is is in the song is just setting fire to the room and just bringing in so much right. fun energy. <laughs> mm-hmm. I imagine mm-hmm. so much dancing and just the person in the song is really the life of the party. And then I started yeah. thinking about Leos or fire signs, whatever. And fire spreads. Like it's generally mm-hmm. hard to keep it contained. And so it yeah. is infectious. And I feel like the song is like fire in that way like I just yeah. don't think you can listen to this song and not do at least like one shoulder shimmy come on no it's absolutely impossible yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean are you even alive if you don't shoulder shimmy <laughs> Yeah. 
that I've been hearing more and more about Leos is like, yes, Leos are into being a little bit of the center of attention or like, you know, showing their intelligence or coolness or whatever. Mm -hmm. But they're Mm -hmm. also all about making other people feel good. Like they've been described as having a generous spirit um, Mm -hmm. who also like lifts people up and helps other people see their own talents and specialties. Just given the kind of infectious feeling of this song, I was like, yeah, this song does want to make everybody feel good it is like hey all listeners here's a call are you feeling down in the dumps and you need just a couple shoulder shimmies in your life like remember that Uh you have this joy in your life Mm -hmm. regardless Mm -hmm. of like other things that are happening oh i love that reflecting on the leos i actually know in my life they fit exactly that description you just said like they love helping people they're kind of universally beloved by everybody because they're so open to just making people feel good and happy and like being of service, you know, Mm. like you can reorient that negative need for attention into just a need to be part of a thing that's larger than yourself. It's kind of about like, can we bring the sunniness? I mean, I think about a lion, I think about the mane and how it's kind of like Uh an aura around them. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, it's like the sun with their cool mane (laughs) coming out, but just trying to bring bright into everybody's life and everybody's day. Yeah. It is a Leo son mm-hmm. who I do think is actually a very kind, generous person yeah. in so many ways. Yeah. But he does need to be the smartest person in the room, oh, yeah. which I don't love. No. Yeah. And I know I see that in myself sometimes too. Yeah. It's a thing that I'm working on. Yeah. This is again why archetypes are helpful. Right. I see what I don't like in myself yep. of the Leo archetype, yep. and I'm like, all right, let's work on it. fun to travel into the stars with you, Nick, this week. (laughs) Do you feel like you learned anything about yourself? I think I learned how the different parts of me, whether it's related to astrology or not, just integrate with one another. Mm -hmm. And I think like part of being a human being is to have a million different sides to your personality. And yes, it's always helpful to just kind of sit with them. Astrology is, I think, can be a really useful tool for that. I agree. Neither one of us are expert astrologers. Not at all. But we'd be happy to find you a song. We can make you a birth chart of songs. Yes. Oh, my God. Send us your birth chart (laughs) and we'll make you a playlist. You can yes. do that at impressionspodcast.com. Like, rate, and review. You. I think that's what I'm supposed to say. That is great. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Those were our impressions. Ah. <laughs>